said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, right at the end of everything he's going to say to Timothy, he said, I have fought a good fight. Those few words tells me that he constantly was in a battle, spiritual battle, that he was always in a spiritual battle. Now, my point being tonight is that we as believers, if we're not careful, we'll get the idea that we're not supposed to have a battle once we get saved. We're not supposed to have a struggle once we get saved. We're not supposed to have difficulty once we get saved. We're not supposed to have to fight a battle when we get saved, but that's not true. We're going to fight a battle the longest day of our life, as long as we're Christians until we're buried or either taken to heaven when Jesus comes. We're going to have battles. We're going to have struggles. We're going to have trials. We're going to have temptations. We're going to have difficulties. I have finished my course. He said, I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. My thought is when I read this, Pastor Rigney, when you're going to take your last breath, I want it to be, if I say anything at the end, I want it to be I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me on that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. And Paul was telling Timothy, this is the situation I'm in. And then look in Acts 13, verse 25, and as John fulfilled his course, as John fulfilled his course or the race he was on, he said, Whom think ye that I am? I am not he, but behold, there cometh one after me whose shoes of his feet I am not worthy to loose. So we know from these two guys, and I could go on, but I'll only, I'll only deal with these two guys. We know from them that they both recognized they was on a course, a set course, a marked out course or a race, whichever you prefer to call it. Now, we know that Paul is talking about the race course, the word course in the Bible has many different meanings. In our time, there are so many courses that you can look at. You can look at the racing of cars on a course or on a race, and you can look at the ATV courses that they have set out across the country that you can go to and, and experience how good you are with your ATV or how good your ATV is. And on down the road, you can you can go. In the Bible, this word has, has many meanings. We won't look at all of them. We'll just look at two or three of them. In many parts of the country, there are courses laid out for these ATVs, and I've been to a few of them. And there are none of them simple, you know. Even even for youngsters, there are none of them none of them simple. Simple. They're they're interesting. Many times these courses are laid out visible, meaning that you can look at them and see whatever the difficulty you're going to engage on this. But there are others that you have no idea when you get on it to start what you're going to incur along the way, and you can't turn around. Once you own the course, you must continue the course. There's no going back. And let me tell you tonight, church, that as a believer, once we enter this course, there's no turning around. You 
can't turn around. You turn around, you're lost. You're defeated. You're gone. There is no turning around. We have to keep moving forward. We may get knocked down sometimes, and I'll cover that in just a minute, but we have to keep moving forward even though we are in trouble. We're still going to have to move forward. We can't go back. It is a continuous forward move that we have to be on. It is so with us. The Bible gives us some interesting definitions in the in these in these areas, but but um, other parts of the race are unknown to the contender. They don't know the danger or the difficulties that lie ahead. The purpose of of, of laying out these courses is for seeing what the difficulties are. Trying your physical fitness, trying to see how physically fit you are, as well as how physically fit your your dirt bike or your ATV or your car or whatever it is process of racing you're in. Now there was a time when Darlene and I thought we could follow these courses and race them. You may not believe that, but there was a time that we had dirt bikes. There was a time I had ATVs that I entered in to these courses. That is real hard to believe. I mean, I don't know. We would, I don't know if we would had met met that place in our life. What do they say? Midlife crises or, or what? I, I don't know. But uh, but down in down in Tupelo, um, uh, Mississippi, uh, the the Natchez Trace goes goes through near there. If you're going into Tupelo, you can get on the Natchez Trace. Well. Just south of there is is a course for for dirt bikes and for ATVs. Brother James, brother brother James the Cantor, who pastored here in Glover for a number of years, he had a dirt bike, and I said, "Well, you go on it with a dirt bike, and I'll go on it with my four wheeler or my ATV. We'll see which one does the best." It tells you right at the start you cannot turn around. There's no, it's only a one way. It's only one way. I thought, how bad can it be? I've been all over Mississippi. How bad can it be? It can't be too bad. I was wrong. There was hills in there that I didn't know existed. There was places I never knew that had any, and after a while, we become separated. He was at one place on the course, and I was another place on the course. And if anything happens, how do I get out of here? How do I know how to find my way? Blah, 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 blah. No phones like we got now or anything. We was on our own. And somehow we got separated in the process. The way we got separated is that every now and then there would come a point in the race and you could take a right hand or a left hand. You choose. You don't know what's on the right hand or left hand. You just choose. He chose one way and I chose the other. We never saw each other again until we was both in trouble. We come to a spot, I eventually come back together and come to a spot, and when I come up on him, he was trying to go up this hill that was made in such a way that if you went up it, you were going to do a shot behind. Now, you don't want to hear about me and my, my race, but I'm telling you it's as good an example 
because I know to tell you, in this race as a believer, you're going to run into situations. You're going to run into places that you have to wonder, do I go right or do I go left? You have to ask yourself, am I going to give up or am I a quitter or am I going to get back to where I started at? And when I come up on Brother DeCanter, he said, I don't know what we're going to do, Brother Rigney. I said, what do you mean? He said, I can't get this dirt back no further. He said, this is as far as I can go. I can't get it no further. I said, there got to be a way. We can't go back. I said, let me try. And if I get up, we'll 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 take a, a, a vine or something down here and we'll put two yards and we'll pull it up. Well, truth is I never even got near about going up. I flipped over backwards and both of us rolled back to the box. He come over and hollered, no, you hurt or you hurt? No, I ain't hurt, just my pride. Got my bike back up and it looked all right. And I said, let me back up a little further and take another run at it. And I leaned forward and I did. We wound back up the bottom again. We both got to the top and made it back to the house. That was the last course I entered. I said, this is the end for me, Brother DeCanter. I said, I called him Brother D. I said, you can do what you want to from now on. I'm not going on another one. I'm hanging up. I ain't going on another one. Well, I cannot do that in this race I'm on. I cannot do that. So this race that I'm talking about that deals with our spiritual lives is one that tries our spiritual strength. You must understand that. Your spiritual race will try your spiritual strength. It will try you in such a way until there will come moments of time that you will say, I want to quit. I heard a person say that this week. I would have never thought I'd have heard say that. I'm just being honest, Brother Rigney. I want to quit. You can't quit. Why not? Because you have nothing left. You cannot quit this race. You've got to determine I'm going to end this race. If there's anything within me that bores me to go forward, it is my determination to end this race. Now, I don't know about you, but I've told my family, I've told Darlene, I've told Danny, I've told all my kids, all my grandkids, every one of them, I said, if Paul ever comes to a place and he has a stroke or he has a heart attack, don't do nothing to him. Let him go. Don't do nothing to me. Let me go. Well, what if you lay there a few days and don't say nothing, okay? Just let me lay there because a few days I'm going to go. That's just the way life is. Because I don't want to fight against God and His process. And sometimes, if we're not careful, we'll get the idea that this journey toward heaven is one of ease. One of coming to church and hearing all these wonderful songs of Zion and lifting our hands and praising the Lord and feeling the glory of God and all that. Listen, that just happens at church mostly. We just got to be thankful that we got a resting place we can stop off at, a watering hole we can stop off at, a place of a shade to sit down in. And that's what Sunday means to me. And when I come in here on Sunday morning, it is my utmost desire to reach that place of happiness in my soul. Because I know when I leave here, I 
just anything that will try my faith, that will try my, my race that I'm on. First of all, I want you to think in terms of the change in relationship to Paul writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4. All races, there is a charge. There is a charge. This is the rules. Break the rules and you lose. We've been given a charge by God, by the Holy Spirit. You are not a winner, so you must know the rules of the course and therefore give yourself the benefit of knowing that the charge is in regard to the rules in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. I don't have my Bible here, so I can't read it to you. Couldn't turn it on. We have been given it. Paul said, I charge you. I charge you. We've been given a charge when I started on this journey. God gave me a charge. You said, but Brother Rigney, he called you to preach, and you've been a preacher, and you've had a good blah, 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 blah. Don't you wish you know the truth? I've been up more hills that I couldn't climb and through valleys that I didn't know I had to go through. But through it all, I've been a winner so far. And my determination tonight is that I shall win this race. And when people talk to me, I tell them, you can win this race. Why do I know that? Because God said I could. God assured me that I could make it all the way. God assured me of this promise. I said I didn't have that verse. I just showed it to you, but I do. I charge thee, chapter, chapter 4, verse 1. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Kingdom. One other thing, at times you may feel alone on this race. But I think God means for it to be somewhat a relay race. In discovering this in the Bible, I've discovered this race is not just me alone on it. That it is a relay race. Explain. A relay race is one whereby you got a partner or partners on the same race. Me and Brother DeCanter. We happened to be on the same race, so we wound up helping each other over that hill and went on to finish the course. That's why the Bible said it's better to be two than one. For when one falls down, the other will pick him up. When you're down, maybe I'm up. And I can tell you, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. God said we could. We're going to make it. We're going to encourage each other. We're going to help each other. We're going to support each other. We're going to pray for each other. We're going to rejoice with each other. We're going to cry with each other. We're going to shout with each other. But we're going to make it because we promised that we could. And you need to keep that in mind. You need to be reminded of that every time you get in a situation where you don't know what you're going to do. You see this 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 
this relay race. We're, we're, we're to run the race together. It's better to have two of us than to have one of us on this race. Paul tells Timothy what the charge is, what the course looks like, that he is now finishing and Timothy is still yet to run. You see, you and I have been given a charge concerning this course. We may not like it, but there it is anyway. We accept it because we know the outcome. The outcome is what keeps me going. The outcome is what makes me keep on keeping on. The outcome is what makes me encourage others that wants to drop out. The outcome is what breaks your heart when someone drops out. And many drop out. <clears throat> many drop out on this journey. And, and we, we accept it because we know the outcome. We know that God has promised us a crown of righteousness which fadeth not away. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. He'll give us on that day when he comes and returns for us. But he will only give it to those who have finished the course. Who have finished the course. Who stayed on the course. Who stayed the course. Who kept the faith. So we want to look at the charge and some of the charges that's given to us in staying the course. Self-restraint. You self-restraint. Timothy is seeking to influence others and wants to exercise all self-restraint in matter and matters of preaching and in his personal dealings. He had to deal with self-restraint. You and I on this course, there are always going to be those occasions which we, mean we must deal in self-restraint. It gets the best of you. People get in your way. Cars get in your way. I had to go to Memphis today to Germantown, and nobody knows how to drive but me. It's just the facts of life. <laughs> but you had to keep your cool. You had to just let them have their way. That's the way it is on this journey spiritually. You had to keep your cool. You had to keep in mind the goal. You had to keep in mind the reward. You had to keep in mind what you're fighting for. What's the reason that this is this is going on in my life? Do the work of ministry. Use self-restraint and do the work of ministry. Always do the work of ministry. Everybody in a church can have a ministry. Everybody can have a gift of ministry. Everybody's not the pastor. Everybody's not the prayer warrior. Everybody's not the cook. Everybody's not the greeter. Everybody's not the usher. Everybody is not who it is that pays all the bills. It is when all of us together do the job that we are feel called to make the church function, make the church what we call it, a church. People that has a gift of, of, of greeting people, they should greet people. They shouldn't try to be nothing else but a greeter. They need to let the pastoral staff know I want to greet. I'm 
I'm a greeter. I like to meet people. I like to meet new people. I like to make them feel good when they come in the door. But if you are not a greeter, if you don't have the gift of greeting, and you are sourpuss, don't stand at the front door and greet nobody. Find your way into your place in the church and sit down and be quiet. Worship only. Because somewhere in your life you have a job. It may be you like to decorate. It may be you like to fix a, fix a special dish for a special occasion. It may be that you like to carry something for people that have death in their family. I could go on and on, but I promise you, everybody that's a believer has a gift that God has given them of some kind. You may not call it that, but you have it. Do the work of ministry. You see, this charge is because you will be judged and are to judge the quick and the dead. What? See, Mr. Paul said the quick. You, you, got to, you got to live right, see, because you're going to judge the quick and the dead. Be instant in season, out of season. That's one of the things you've got to do on this grace is be instant in season, out of season. There's times I love to do church work. There's times I hate to do church work. But I've got to be instant in season and out of season. i got to do it in season, and when it ain't season, I still need to do it. <laughs> Hello? It's just important, church. Paul charged him to be ready for every opportunity to do ministry to do what was necessary and needed. In any season, we must stay on the course through all kinds of weather. There are always going to be difficulties as we stay on this course and in dealing with this course. Paul says there are seasons that will take place. So he says, be instant in season and out of season. <clears throat> seasons in my life, I really like to look back on and talk about. There's seasons in my life I might want to look back on and talk about. It's no time to give up. It's no no time to, to 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 let go. The runner has a set course to run. One marked out for him, despite all the difficulties, all the conflicts, all the disagreements, all the temptations, we must stay on this course, endure anything that comes our way during the difficulties on this course. Devil seemed like he, he, uh, he. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? He, uh, he specializes in finding ways to trick me on this course. Seems like he spends all his time on this course. I don't see how he's gotten the time for anybody else. You feel the same way, don't you? Sometimes there's those days of sickness that you can't stand away. There's those times of trouble that gets in the way and you can't get around it. There's those deaths that you just uh, rub your head and, and weep over and you got no idea. There's so many things on this journey that comes our way that are difficult 
that are troubling that are trials that 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 you don't have no answer for when we was when we was uh, building this this these buildings on this property i suppose that i didn't use wisdom and i overworked myself and then preached three times a week and overworked myself and not taking no 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 time to rebuild in my in my physical I got depressed or whatever it was, it was awful. And Brother Langley, who was the clerk at that time, and the counselor would set me down. I can see them right now. Just a wish it happened today. They wouldn't see them anymore. Put me up there and set me down. He said, you got to take a month off. you got to leave this town. Take a month off. I said, I can't do that. It was too much to be done. I can't leave and they kept on and kept on. You got to take a month. I couldn't even imagine taking a month off. Let alone do it. I talked them into letting me go till Christmas. And then I would leave town. They finally agreed to me, but they was right and I was wrong all the time. But I couldn't see it. All I could see was all the things that were in front of me that needed to be done. Many of you know this story. I Bore you with it, but in Mississippi, I got in a deer stand. I took a book with me. I didn't take no gun. I just took a book. Got in the deer stand. I sat there and watched the birds fly and feed, deer feed, coons, different kind of animals that come along, and read this book. I could not get out of this bubble I was in. I was in a bubble, and everywhere I went, it know what people's going through when they tell me I cannot get past this situation. I'm depressed and I can't get past it. I can't get over it. I know what people's going through. And I sat there in that stand one day looking out across cut over and watching the deer come in the field. And I said, Lord, those deer, they don't have a worry in the world from my point of view. And I said, why can't I get out of this bubble? God spoke just as clear as he could speak and said, just walk out of it. I got praying and crying. That's why I opened the door in that little house. I got outside praying and crying. That's well, I just said, I'm going to walk out of this bubble. feeling depressed, alone in spirit, I climb back up on that hill. I visualize myself in that deer stand again. And if I get a chance, I'll go to a deer stand. Not to hunt, but to pray and watch God's nature fully filled. It's a mind It's a force against the mind. You're going to run into everything on this journey. There's no need 
cause me as a minister to get up and make you feel like when you get on this journey, your troubles are over with. They're not over with. Some troubles are over with. Your alcohol should be over with. Your carousing should be over with. Your running your life should be over with. But your journey to heaven is a new journey. But the difference in this one and the one in the flesh is that at the end, there's life everlasting. There's life everlasting. Crown righteousness that fadeth not away. What was laid up was the crown of righteousness. The reward to him who stays the course, of him who rightfully stayed on the course and fulfilled all the requirements of running the course, he said there is a crown of righteousness that fadeth not away. I've got just a dab more in this lip. Jesus himself is going to give you going to give us the reward. He will be the righteous judge before whom all hearts bow and will stand on that day whose judgment is according to knowledge, who understands all the unknown and the unnoticed conflict of every earnest soul. He's the judge. It won't be human judgment. It will be the judgment of Jesus Christ. That's why to him and him alone do I surrender my all to I surrender everything to you. I depend on him for everything. I depend on him to go through every trial and every difficulty and every situation. That's why I say it's a relay. When I can't go, he picks me up and helps me go. Long as I depend on him and stand on his promises. For what man, 1 Corinthians 2, 11, for what man knoweth the things of a man except the spirit which is in him? Even so, the things of God know no man but the Spirit of God. I have ever reason to stay on this course. I can't come up with one reason I should leave this course. No matter how many times I've been in trouble, how many times I got in difficulty, how many times I fail, I still can't come up with a reason that I should end this course until the finish line. Even so, the things of God know no man but the Spirit of God. I have every reason to receive the charge and be committed. All I have to do is stay on the course. That's all I have to do is stay on the course. That's all I have to do. I hope tonight that you've made up your mind, if you haven't, make it up, that you're going to stay on the course that you're going to run this race with patience until the end. Don't let nothing keep you off this race. Don't let nothing delay you in this race. Don't let nothing pull you aside and talk little sweet things into your mind that this is all useless. This is pointless. See, all kind of junk like this is going around.